the kid I was talking about during the time he has like a camera crew that follows him around. Gross. I don't want that. I yeah, do too many weird things. Oh, I couldn't have a camera crew follow me around. That'd be hot, though. Do you think I was like Donald Trump with all the stuff I say? They'd be like, oh, yeah, get, get him off the net. <laughs> get him out. I would, I would have a camera crew, but I'd have like a, I'd, I would pay an editor like a lot of money <laughs> to make like, sure I didn't look like Why is it only shit. five seconds clips? It seems like everything's skipping all the time. Yeah, we had to cut all that. Yeah, we showed his face, he smiled, and then he started cussing and screaming at somebody, <laughs> like throwing chairs, but, yeah. All right, so here we go. This is Psychotic Strength uh, Podcast. This is Tyler Townsend. David Nelson. Uh, John. Marcel Rudd. And Marcel's fucking back. Here we go. We're going to do this one again. Round two. <laughs> Round two for Marcel, man. Yeah, hopefully uh, it's longer than six minutes this time. If we could just hit seven, we're good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're going for eight minutes. <laughs> but if we hit seven, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, last time sucked. Uh we had, what, a fucking almost two-hour podcast? Yeah, it was and a good it was, one, too. It was, good it was real one. good, and six minutes of it got, got recorded, so... Mint. It was fantastic. It was the, one of the best. Yeah. It, it actually was pretty team. ranked pretty high on our list of uh, podcasts listened to. The six minutes? Yeah. I don't know why. People probably <laughs> just opened it, and I guess it counts if you listen to the whole thing, so... Why not? Oh, Yes. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Nice Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, let's kind of go through it then. Um, I kind of want to let's do our gym update real quick. Um, we want to start over there and just work our way down. Uh, for me, it's getting better. Yeah, surely. I keep seeing you in the gym. It's fantastic. I'm getting in there about to try and try for that third day now. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly getting better. Strength's going. Getting back up there. Thought I was a little farther behind with that, but not too bad. Yeah. We have a physical job, too. Yeah. So it keeps it, yeah. Keeps it a little better. I kick and move cylinders all day, so that, that probably helps yeah. maintain. Big old giant metal dicks. I like <laughs> it. Yep. I don't know why everything's a dick to me. Anyways, we don't need to hit that. <laughs> David, I guess? That was all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get more consistent. Uh, three days this week, hoping for a fourth this weekend. And uh, just trying to, just in the building momentum stage, or <clears throat> weight's starting to get it on the bar. Uh, I'm trying to still figure out the my lifting schedule to where I'm, you know, hitting the big three and, and trying yeah. to match it up correctly. And uh, for the listeners, of course, the big three, squat, dead, bench. Right. And, uh, yeah, um, that's, that's really it. Just building momentum. Things are going well. Cool. Cool. How about you, Marcel? Uh, well, I had a long, my long break off the gym, but I'm back in it. I lift four times a week. I don't got a membership or nothing like that. I lift in my garage, but Whatever it works out. Uh, yeah, I lift four times a week. Uh, just split upper, lower. A lot of off time, a lot of rest. Go to the chiropractor a lot. Eat a lot. Yeah. Doing all the other the little stuff to make sure that I don't get injured, but it doesn't seem to stop the fact that I got a little sissy boy knees and <laughs> shoulder and stuff, but it works out. I'm getting I, big. I feel like everybody's in slight pain somewhere if you're consistent. Yeah. There's always something that kind of hurts and something that uh, is going to be pretty lacking. 
Yeah, it's always it's always something. My shoulder don't want to do its job and getting stronger. Can't put no more weight on it because I feel like I'm gonna hurt something. So just gotta be safe and. It's take- hard. I never wore str- wraps around my knees until my buddy was like. So, if you don't wear wraps around your knees, he's like, so you're strength training your knees too, right? And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, yeah, you're a dumbass. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what? He's like, you can't even, you can't make your knees stronger. So protect your fucking knees. And I'm like, all right, I guess. Yeah, that was something I added like three weeks ago. I was having some uh, soreness in my upper knee. And so I added those and I like them. Yeah, they work out work out good. You using the sleeve or actual wraps? I use a sleeve. Mm-hmm. That's right now. Some good compression on there. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have listened to either Rogan or he's he's got a good social media following. It's a uh, the knees over toes guy, and uh, he's really unconventional, but he really believes in uh, <clears throat> doing like backward, ba- like hitting the sled, but going backwards and putting your your body in like positions that are not unnatural, but just something you don't really train. So that like basically like strengthening the muscles of like when you land. So his thing is athletics. Like, so he always had messed up knees and then was able to start dunking and things like that. But it's a, it's, it's something kind of cool and interesting. Just something to look at, I guess. So well, you can train knees. Well, isn't that the sort. guy who does like talks about like, it's like three times more beneficial to like, walking backwards versus because yeah. of how it trains the muscles and everything like that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It might work for some people. I, I don't know. For him, it was, from what he says, it's like a miracle, but, you know, who knows? It's pretty uh, unconventional, I guess. Like, consi- like It's a good listen, like too. But it's a good listen. It is a good listen. Yeah. Joe Rogan's got some good podcasts. I mean, I feel like with everything, he's got some good ones and some shit ones, yeah. you know, like, yeah. it's gonna happen, but, uh, I really went off on his one about, like, which I'm sure he talks about quite a bit, but it was about DMT, okay. and, uh, and then those sense, sensory rooms, like, Deprivation. where you're, like, oh, yeah, sensory deprivation too. rooms, like, you're, you're laying in water and with you oxygen. Float, you float because of the uh, salt and stuff in the water, so and it's the the water's body temperature, so you can't feel it. Yeah. And there's no like, you're in your mind. I know a couple people who do it. There's a place here in Vancouver that does it. I thought about doing it. People say you like recover on sleep because like. I've talked to some people. They're like, dude, I didn't even know if I was alive when I was in there. They're like, am I just consciousness? Is any of this real? <laughs> <Just> con- <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to just be in my own head. I'm in my head quite often, and fuck that. It's yeah. a scary place to be. Yeah. Come I wouldn't mind trying person. <laughs> yeah? Well, I'm fucking into it. But yeah, I guess he does, like, shrooms and DMT and shit, then hops in that motherfucker. Like, yeah, that's, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sounds scary already, but all right. Yeah. I really did like mushrooms, though. When I was younger, I did a lot of mushrooms, and I fucking loved it. Like, every time you're done, as long as it was a good trip, you came back with a, with a whole new outlook on life, so it was, it was pretty good. But, uh, so for me, I've been a lot more consistent lately, uh, lifts are going up, pain's not really there yet, I'm not pushing, like, crazy weight, deadlift's about back to normal, um, I'm having quite a bit of 
pump in my forearms lately. And it's really just, I'm assuming, from that couple weeks off of uh, of not using my right arm at all. Because I thought it was, I tore my bicep again. But, uh, yeah, it was just scar tissue and shit. So we're good on that, but still scary. And then uh, I'm just, there was a guy in the gym that with a mustache and his boyfriend's got a, got a sweater made out of his own fucking hair that he likes to show off. He takes his shirt off and, like, walks around. He literally looks like he's wearing a fucking wool sweater. It's, like, I don't care if you're hairy. I'm a hairy guy, but can you at least trim that shit? Like, or at least not be so fucking proud of it. I don't know. But, um, so they're always staring at me, and I thought he was one of the guys buying the gym, so I was, like, trying to be nice and, like, trying not to fuck with him a little bit. But then I found out he's not, and so if you want to stare at me, I'll slap you. That's cool. Um... But he brought, he was the guy, I don't know if I, anyone remembers this, but like, I was squatting, and he's over here on one of the, you know, the bench press machine, or not machine, the bench press setup can be a squat rack as well, Yeah. at least with like the powerlifting ones. So he's over there squatting in one of the bench presses right near the squat rack, him and his girlfriend. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, he's trying to show her how to squat and... That's fantastic. So I go, I unrack, and then he sits in the bench directly in front of me. I'm talking three feet in front of me. Him and his girlfriend, they start making out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, first of all, why are you just sitting here making out with your girlfriend in the gym, you fucking weirdo? And then second, like, I'm trying to do a round here. Like, can you do that not right in front of me? Like, you're like... Is this the first pussy you've ever gotten? You gotta show it off? It's super confusing. There is actually a couple that, when I was there, who would sit out in their car my whole time I was lifting, and they'd sit in the front, and it was like an older dude, probably 50s, 60s, and a younger chick, uh-huh. and they would, like, I'd get to the gym, they'd be sitting in the car, making out, talking, and then I'd go work out, take my time, hour and a half. Two hours later, I'd come out, and they're still getting in the car, or they'd just be getting out of the car to go to the yeah. gym, and I'm like, what is going on? They'd Who come has- in, and she would do cardio, a little bit of it, like just on the treadmill walking, and he would lift a few weights, and they'd leave. Yeah, that's... I know exactly what you're talking about. You guys remember them? He looks like a sugar daddy in his fucking 18-year-old slut. And they weren't even, yeah. like, in amazing shape or nothing. They were just, like, normal people, like, just... Well, of course they're <laughs> normal people. They're fucking in their car the whole time instead of working out. Like, I remember them, and then I remember I was getting friendly with some of these... Two of these chicks, two... I think they were Russian chicks, right? They were Russian. The gym thoughts is what we were calling them. I think them. so. <laughs> I think so. I would, like, uh, <laughs> if I'm pulling, like, 600 pounds or, or whatever... Or, oh, what was it, a squat? It was like a 600-pound squat. And they, like, made the whole gym stop and watch me. And then when I when I finally racked it, they're, like, clapping and shit for me, which was super ego-boosting. Oh, it was fantastic. You got fans. It was pretty yeah. hot. <laughs> but uh, one of them was, like, fucking some dude in her car when I walked by. And I thought it was funny as hell. So the next day I came up to her, and they had a friend with her. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, wasn't it like her little sister or something? Well, it was. I didn't know this, so I went up and they had a friend there, and I'm like, "Hey, I saw you guys getting your cardio in in your fucking car yesterday," and she's like staring at me, like not saying shit, and I'm like. You know me, I made a joke, and I'm trying to be funny, and it's not working, and I don't know why, so I keep pushing it and, like, trying to figure out, like, how it's funny, and it's not to her. She starts turning bright fucking red, and the other girl's like, hey, this is so-and-so, her big sister. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I really should have asked who the fuck this woman was before I started this. Like, I am so, I'm just kidding. That was all a joke. Yeah, like I didn't see nothing actually. Yeah, it was it was a confusing night. It was dark. I don't know what's happening. Like, and I left, and they never talked to me again, ever. It was oh. nuts. You had bands. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I have a real good way of ruining that shit. Dude. Like, but uh, I don't know. know where we're at with this. So I caught them fucking in their car too. Things you see at the gym. I love it. That's fantastic. Get your cardio in. I'm into it. Get your cardio in. <laughs> oh, but oh, so where I was going with that first story with the dude making out with his chick, he's got a new Asian chick in there yesterday, right? Got a little bit of a booty on her, or just really great booty shorts, right? And uh, I, once I found out he's not buying the gym and he wants to stare at me all day, I made a really big, very obvious deal about staring at that girl's ass the whole time she walked around, making him very <laughs> uncomfortable. He kept, like, hugging her and kissing on her, like, while I'm staring at him. Like, obviously to make sure I knew she was with him, but I was making it very obvious I really didn't care. And, uh, I don't know if I told you guys this, but on my way out... So they're over there. They took over the whole dumbbell section. He's on this bench. His bag is on this ba- bench. She, Her bag's on this bench. And she's on the other one. And so I just walked over right in between them and just started doing shoulder raises. Like, you can't take it, but I just want to do this last thing, and I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah, don't take up the whole Yeah, row. what the fuck? So, like, as soon as I start going, I'm shoulder raising as much as he's overhead pressing with the dumbbells, the shoulder raises, and uh, or the shoulder press. And so he just puts his weight down and goes over and holds on to her. And it literally looked like he's like, I'm going to hold on to you so he doesn't just whisk you away and take you out the door. Like, that's what it looked like. And so I finished my round, and I finished my last set, and I told her, I was like, hey, I haven't seen you here in the gym before. I hope I see you again. You know, have a good night. And she's, like, standing right next to him, and then I just didn't acknowledge him, and I walked away. Like, I made sure he knew that I was hitting on his girlfriend directly in front of him. He said, yeah, I did establish dominance early. (laughs) Yeah, I am the alpha here. If if I need to walk around with my dick out, it won't be very impressive, but I'll do it. (laughs) I will do it. I don't give a shit. Why is your dick out? So you can see my dick. I'm asserting dominance right now. That is all this is about. If you think I'm going to tell you I'm going to fuck her better than you, I'm lying. I'm lying. But I will fuck her in front of you and make you watch. She won't be impressed. (laughs) But you will be. And you'll take it. You like it. Anyways, so I'm just pretty excited for him to get all uppity and upset. I want to slap him. I'm pretty excited about it. I want to slap that ugly mustache off his face. Anyways, um, <laughs> dude, mustache gives you twenty percent more power. It's a proven fact. It's uh, you gotta have a power switch. 
Right. Uh, you got rid of everything and kept the mustache, dude. 20% strength right nah. there. It's literally a proven fact. Nah, dude, I eat too much pussy. I want to taste that later. <laughs> I need I need all this fucking beard, so I get all that flavor. Just stays there, just yep. marinating. <laughs> That's what it's for. <laughs> I don't even wash my face ever. <laughs> just like weeks it. full of pussy juice. <laughs> it's tasty. Yeah. My face is marinated in pussy. That's how I stay so young looking. <laughs> It's the secret. It is the secret. Found the youth. Found the youth. I found it. Found it. And it gets all over. Juices from the whole birth canal. <laughs> uh, everybody was looking for it just in the wrong spot. You gotta find the clitoris and the G spot. That fountain of youth explode all over your face. Good to go, bro. All right. Uh, so the topic is gonna be Marcel again. Uh, talking about, I really wanted to bring up your business. Um, how that's run, kind of what your business is about, and, uh, and kind of like why you got started doing what you're doing. You know, right. I remember some of the stuff we talked about, but um, no one else is going to. Got it. Got to redo it. Round two. Right. So, like, first of all, so, so like, I'm super competitive, like, everything in life. I can't, like, just kind of do anything. So whether that be, like, sports, I pick up a basketball, and I'm like, oh, I can make it to the NBA. I mean, but I'm at least realistic. Like, I know I'm like a Derek Fisher type player. Like, Deep max Derek potential. <laughs> but, like, if I start boxing or doing MMA or anything, I'm like, oh, I'm the next world champ. Like, get out of my way. I'm going to be a superstar. Um, same way with lifting. That's how I hurt myself really bad. Um, yeah. But... Uh, my significant other, she's always been into dogs. I never owned a dog growing up. Uh, I got kind of kind of an obsessive personality, so she got a dog. I got really into it, started learning about different dog breeds and how dogs kind of throughout history have always served a purpose, that they weren't just something that most people, like nowadays most people have at their house. A lot of dogs were bred for a purpose, a job. Um... Either dogs were, back in the day, were seen as a, it was like a social thing, like you're showing your class because you had enough money to feed an animal, and it was bred for a reason, or you were a farmer, and that job, that dog did a job. So I started learning a lot about that, and just different dog breeds, and I kind of went into a dog that looks impressive, so I uh, breed, uh, handle, and... Uh, I breed and handle the American Bully breed. Um, it's uh, most people look at them like, oh, it's a cool pit bull. It's like an extreme pit bull. No, they're their own breed. They, uh, I, they're I breed pocket American Bullies. So my dogs typically stand around like 15, 15, 14, 15, 16 inches at the wither. So it'd be like top of their shoulders, but they weigh about eighty five pounds. Of, like they look like they're like do push-ups all day long and what the fuck they just sleep and hang out and just hang out they look impressive yeah they look impressive they do they they just look like people look at my dogs and they're like so what they just do push-ups all day and i'm like oh yeah steroids they, yeah they're it's my little convicts i just my little let, convicts. let them out you know they get yard time and <laughs> they get their deck of cards and they're just just hitting push-ups off the deck of cards. Yeah, they, they, they run on their one meal a day, and it's good. Um, 
but I got into that just because I wanted a dog that uh, fit my lifestyle. I I do HVAC, so I, I work during the day, and then you don't always want to have to come home and have to. A lot of people get a lot of dogs, German Shepherds. A big popular thing right now is Belgian Malinois, but like those are a lot of dogs that need like a lot of activity. Uh, Huskies are the same thing, really smart dogs, but like people can't give them what they need because they were designed to work all day long and not sleep as much. I mean, the average dog sleeps like, I believe it's like 16 to 18 hours a day. But when you get into some of these other breeds, they're sleeping a lot less. When a dog tears your house up while you're at work, it's because it got bored and wanted something to do and you yeah. weren't giving it a job. So I got into the American Bully because it's, uh, it's a breed that you still can do stuff. I mean, my mom... She owns two American Bullies, and she's not, like, a crazy active person, but they kind of lounge around all day and look like they do cool stuff. And, I mean, it's she likes it because they're still intimidating. Like, chances are no one's going to rob their house, even her house, even though those dogs might just lick you to death. They're, like, don't got a single tough bone in their body. They sound, like, mean, though. They start barking, and you're like, oh, no, what is happening? Something's happening. Yeah, but, no, they're, they're super nice dogs. Super loving. They're a companion breed, so they were designed pretty much to be your buddy. Um, but they still have the capability. If you want to be a runner, you want to go on hikes, you want to do a lot of those things. That was kind of the thing. Is like I don't. I'm not always doing hikes every weekend, but if I want to, I don't remember the last time I've been on a hike. But if I wanted to, I can go take one of them on a run, and then we'd be good. Um, but that was just the idea. But I, I chose a dog that fit my life, and. Uh, I'm, I've always been impressed by physique, so um, that was a dog that, you know, looks cool. Everyone always is like, what training regimen do you have your dog on? I don't know, the couch? Sleep. Yeah, <laughs> the, the couch. Uh, so the couch. Uh, I got got oh, into gosh. that. Uh, I had a two dogs, or well, I had three dogs when I first started out, and a cattle dog was my very first dog, and then two female American bullies. Started meeting up with people in the American Bully community and started showing. And like I said, huge I'm hugely competitive. And uh, that kind of... I just want to win everything. I hate losing. Losing's for losers. Not me. Um, and like the first time I showed, I remember... I, I looked at one of the guys there and I was like, So has anyone ever vomited everywhere? And he goes, I've never seen it. And I was like, Oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> this is you're about, about to come. Yeah, this is going to be bad. Call the cleaning crew over. It's going down. But it was the same feeling I got when I was younger. I used to play sports. Like, my guts. I was like, oh, no. And then you get into it, and all the training you put in, all that goes with. Because you're there, and this is what you do. And <coughs> it's like, I can imagine for any strength competition you've ever been in. It's like, at first, you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then you get in there, and as soon as you touch the weight, you're like, this is what I do. Yeah, like who? <laughs> why am I like? Why was I bothered? Like this is what I do. Well, it's the same thing with. Uh, I think I told all the all the dudes like uh, if you're gonna compete, you need to get your rounds in competing. This is its own fucking monster. It really mm -hmm. is. You can get as strong as you want in the gym, but picking up weight, knowing you really only have sixty seconds, and giving everything you have when you actually need to do it is is a very different thing, man. So uh, that's I do get that, you know. Um, my kennel name is, uh, Red House Bullies. Uh, we did have an Instagram. It got hijacked. How does that happen? 
somebody like hacked one of my significant others accounts and then they got into our, our account and changed the name and the password and everything but as much as we reported it to like instagram they did nothing so they still have that account but they don't do nothing with it it just has pictures of me and my dogs on it and my girl ran the account and she kind of had a really hard time they changed the name so you can't even find it anymore um she had a really hard time with it because she invested a lot of time into the page yeah. and so for her to get it taken from her she was After like, all uh, that work yeah, she's like, I don't, it's hard for her to want to get back <clears throat> into it. And, um, I mainly, I breed for myself. I'm a big, I, I like a super bad salesman because like, I'm not, I will never sell somebody on a dream. And I think that's what a lot of breeders do in all dog breeds. They sell you on like a dream or an idea. Like this is going to be you walking down the street with a dog. Like. I'm more like, no, this is going to be you picking up dog shit in your backyard or those favorite pair of pants, you better make sure you didn't just throw them down in the living room because that dog's going to tear them up if you don't teach it not to or you're not giving it enough attention. Um, so I, I really breed for myself. I, I, I want to create an amazing companion for people. Uh, obviously, I breed to show my dogs, but first and foremost, my dogs have to be stable mentally and be able to be a great companion. My biggest thing I love seeing is getting pictures and videos from people. Um, my One of my best friends, his parents own uh, one of my dogs off my first litter, and my favorite videos to get is pictures of uh, them with the dog and then their grandson, who's like two years old, playing and wrestling around on the ground. Like that's that's what I love getting and love yeah. what I love was seeing. So... Uh, like That's I said, like first, the true, the true showing of a dog, a three-year-old or two-year-old just fucking tearing it apart and it just being just cool about it. it, yeah, and and just licking on the kid and and really because that is, I mean, even as a fucking adult, some three-year-olds, I'm like, can you fuck off? You know, like <laughs> just get really off me. Gotta get on my shoulders. Yeah, like why did you just walk by and slap my dick? Like, <laughs> yeah. How did that even happen? Like kids are not at me. Yeah. like... <laughs> The fuck, and man? Like, oh, sorry. And yeah. then do it again. <laughs> they apologize, like, just because you're cute, I'm supposed to be okay with this. Like, I'm it's semi adult. okay now, but. Yeah, like, I'm not angry, angry, but I, I am on the inside. <laughs> um, this is actually a good, good podcast for somebody who might be getting a brand new German Shepherd on Monday. I am, yeah. And uh, I've been trying to explain to him, he knows a lot more about dogs than, uh, than his wife does. And, yeah. My cousin Chrissy is um, an interesting human being, but they're getting a puppy. They Brand got new little puppy too. How old's Ben? Uh, six months. Six, six months old baby. Seven months. And like a three year old that's a fucking that's a terror big four, sometimes. Three year old, yeah, she's, yeah. she's all over the place. <laughs> so I told them, man, like this is gonna be a bitch. Like I don't know why you would get a puppy while like while you got a six month old like. That puppy's gonna fuck these kids up. And not even on purpose. Like, yeah. it's just playing. It's got those sharp ass puppy teeth. Like, oh, those are no joke. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I told him, man, like, like, he gets it. You gotta train the fuck out of those dogs. German yeah, Shepherds was, need shit to do. Yeah, my last German Shepherd we had it since it was a puppy until we had to put her down. Yeah, she was an amazing dog. She really true. was. My biggest recommendation with puppies, and this is the hardest thing for anybody is establish the rules you want to follow from day one. So it's like, 
Yes, everybody wants to lay down and cuddle with their dog, but making sure your dog understands the kennel because those are like most dogs I see when people are like, oh, my dog's bad or it has this, it has puppy issues. It has yeah. issues that weren't worked out, ironed out as a puppy. Like I train all my dogs for the first year, year and a half. They sleep at night in their kennels, but by the time they're past that point, and I, I let them out, they go back to the kennel to go to sleep at night anyways. Yeah, like, if it's... I have my dogs and open up all the kennels, what you're going to find is they're all going to be in kennels in the morning when you wake up. Because like that's their own a... personal space. Absolutely. And, yeah. and so you just establish a lot of those rules. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's so cute. Look at him chewing on my shoes. Or, yeah, yeah you cut that out. Yeah. Because it's not cute when they're older. When it, yeah. You don't want the dog jumping on you on the couch. That dog's just going to get bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger. Yeah, but was, when you tell it no, when it's a big dog, when it's six, after, seven, eight months old, after it's been doing it, it just months. hurts its feelings. You're just like, get down. And they're like, whoa, 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 bro. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Like, what did I do to you? Something's obviously going on in your life. <laughs> I'm going to give you five minutes and I'm going to do it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> You must be upset about something. I'll, I'll come back and cheer you up by doing the same shit. Yeah. yeah. Rough day. I got you. <laughs> Five minutes. It was okay for the first year. Now. Right. Yeah. So like that's my biggest thing. Um, German Shepherds, working dogs, give it something to do. Whether that be like a really intense game of catch. So like my cattle dog, he doesn't really play catch. He works catch. <laughs> like you throw the ball, he's like locks in, boom, he's after it. Gets the ball, comes back, sits down, no tail wagon, and he's just like, I got it. Like, and you're like, drop it. He drops it, and he goes again. But this guy will do it until like he passes out because he's yeah. like, this is my job. This is not a game yeah. for me. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Everything you do with it is like you you create boundaries with a lot of those dogs. Like, I mean, when you get some dogs, people like, well, I didn't have to do this, or I didn't have to do that. It depends on the dog, obviously. But, like, with a German Shepherd, if you want it to respect your kids, then you, you set rules, like, right don't let it kids. jump on you, yeah. and so that it, it understands, don't let it walk through doors before you, because it knows that, like, because that always sucks when you have kids. If your kid's walking through the doorway and your dog just, boom! Cuts right but, in front you know, of you. It's not trying yeah. to do that, but your kid's going to go, whoop, <laughs> right out of the way. Yeah. It can't hold its place, and so you just teach For it. Sure. like you. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's so... Oh, I want my dog to have more freedom, but it's not about that. A dog that doesn't know never misses it. Like, a dog that never sleeps in the bed. I have dogs that have never slept in a bed or never slept on the couch. They, You put them on the couch, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't want to be here. This is weird. Like, yeah. I got a kennel and stuff to lay in. Like, unless yeah. we're playing, leave me alone. That's another thing, too. I feel like people don't, you know, hate the kennels and everything else. You're trapping the dog. But really, from what I've been reading and stuff, they love it. They're den animals. They, yeah. um, it's their own area. It's their place of comfort. It just depends on how, how do you use it. I mean, I don't tend to try to punish my dogs in their right. kennels. I, I mean, obviously they do something and I'm frustrated. I'm like, get your ass in the kennel. Like we're <laughs> over this. But at the same time, a lot of people use it as just that. They're like, I'm going to spank my dog because he peed on the ground. I'm going to throw him in the kennel. But that's the only time they're putting him in the kennel. It's never like... That's your own. And I tell people, too, do, I do a lot of things. Like, when I get home, I don't let all my dogs out immediately. They need to understand that I'm just because I'm home. Because a lot of people, dogs are all about exchanging of energy. When you scream at a dog, especially women, it's a big thing for women because men, men have a lot deeper tone. When they scream at dogs, dogs aren't geniuses. They're not like, 
she's like, God damn it, you stupid motherfucker. Like, and she's screaming at the dogs, only hearing bark, 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 and all it's getting is excited. Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be yelling at <laughs> yeah, and something's, happen. something's happening here. Yeah, they don't they don't grasp hold of all that. So it's you just, just establishing things early makes. I think German Shepherds are amazing dogs. I yeah, actually are. want real smart dogs, but I just don't live a life to where and well, I have a lot of dogs. I mean, currently there's twelve of them. Oh God! <laughs> but like, I mean, most people people come over to my house and. I don't really live in conditions where, like, if I put my dogs away and you were to come over to my house, you'd be like, there's 12 dogs here? Where? Most of them understand their their rules. And, I mean, the dogs that have experienced their whole lives with me, they don't bark at nothing. They hang out in their kennels. They're super chill. They, they go, hey, I mean, what's up, man? <laughs> my house smells like puppy farts right now because I have four-month-old puppies who like to take craps all the time. And, yeah. But, and that's the thing, it's just like, there's a lot of work for a puppy, because they grow really fast, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, is they're, within months, they're going from, like, a baby, to a toddler, (laughs) to a teenager, and you just gotta, you establish those rules, but like I said, that's the hard part for people, is because they're like, no, I need to sleep with Fluffy on the couch. (laughs) Cute, cuddly. Yeah. That first, like, year, year and a half is, like, detrimental to how that fucking dog's gonna turn out later, and. It's pretty frustrating sometimes to see people just like, like you were saying, the Huskies. I fucking love Huskies. They're so beautiful. I love playing with Huskies, but people don't fucking get it. They're like, they're runners. Like, you get a fucking Husky and you don't, you don't stimulate it enough. You open the door, they're fucking gone. And good luck. Yeah. Because that's their, now that's their game. Is well, you trying to catch him? Well, and that's another thing. People get upset at their dogs about, they're like, oh, he doesn't come inside. Well, you didn't teach it recall. You didn't spend the time doing that. And that dog's a smart dog. It It's excited. It, yeah. You haven't stimulated it all day. It's like, it's not it's not processing. You're like, get your ass over here. It's like, ooh. <laughs> this is what Sorry. we're doing. Oh, this is <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Get three inches fr- close to me. You're not gonna catch me. Yeah, around, around and they're gone. And but they're not. And that's why, like a lot of those dogs that do that, you walk back to your house, you walk back to the front door, you hear, yeah, on the front door because they're like, dude, what are you doing? Come outside and play. Like we don't got all day. Like, <laughs> I thought we were playing chase. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I I I, I had a, as soon as Titan got older, or started, he hit about six eight months. He, he pulled a runner on me twice. I, I went outside, I made sure he saw me, and then I walked back to my house. I'm not fucking playing with you. I'm not chasing you. This isn't a fucking game. Get your ass back in the house. Yeah. And he did almost immediately. I went over to the front door, and I slammed the door closed. I'm standing in front of it, and he came fucking hauling ass back to figure out what happened. He sees me at the front of the house. I opened the door. I went back inside and closed the door, and that's what he did. Scratching at the door, like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like, why are you? What is going on? Like, like, we're not playing this game. You don't like this game? Like, what's happening? I'm like, I fucking hate this game. I'm not playing this game with you. But now, like, I can open the door, go get groceries, and he'll just stand at the fucking door. Like, he knows I don't, I'm not chasing you. You want to fucking leave? You're out. Yeah, you're like, dead. I'll close the door on your ass. Like, you're gonna be out front for a while. You know, like. But what's real cool shit. about German Shepherds and stuff like that is it's such an amazingly smart dog. Like, the yeah. things you can teach it that I 
you know, would have to put an astronomical amount of hours into than my dogs because, like, my dogs weren't bred to be geniuses. They're bred to, like, look cool. And, <laughs> look like, cool and relax. be snuggly and, like, have a hard time scratching their their certain parts of their body like they'll be scratching their leg and it's like not even close to their body and you're like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah you're like, i got you no but your dog can be so smart you can right. teach it so many things and like you it'd be easier to be like oh yeah go grab me a beer go <laughs> yeah. grab the baby a bottle <laughs> <laughs> hold the bottle here yeah like and but then you they're, do they're gotta super know what yeah, you know? I mean, like, like when I got mine, mine's a mine's a, a double XL bully is what they're called, right? So kind of it's supposed to be the same thing that you're breeding, just the really big version, and he's pit bull, boxer, and bulldog. So they put the boxer in there to get him taller and leaner, right? Um, but I wanted a big fucking idiot is what I wanted, and that's what I got. I tell him to sit. He doesn't even fucking question. And he's like, sure. <laughs> like, is that all? Like, what else are we doing? You know, like, he doesn't think about it. But at the same time, like, teaching him something complex like that, like, get me a beer or some shit, that, that's not going to Over their head. There's it's like, no whoop. way. He is just too big of a dumbass. Like, yeah. he listens because he just never overthought it. I had an Australian Shepherd. Fucking bitch. You know? Yeah. She was so smart, but she, like... She found out that drywall's temporary, right? <laughs> like, at least for her, it was, and so we it, we couldn't leave the house without her trying to follow us out the fucking door. So she would tear a hole in the wall like, trying to get daughter. through that shit. Yeah, we yeah. we put her in a in a chain link kennel outside. With, it had a roof and everything. She uh, ripped the chain link apart with her face. Bleeding and shit all over her face to get out of that shit. Or she would, uh, she, well, there was only a roof on there because it's an eight foot fucking fence. And she'd jump up, hook her hands on it, and, and climb. Just climb right over. And I'm like, fuck. See, that's another thing I gotta watch out for. Shepherds will dig their way out and stuff. Yeah, they're, yeah, so it's, yeah, that first year, year and a half is fucking crazy, man. Like, that's why you got it. You got baby babies. I'm oh, like, yeah. Chrissy, bro, like, she better be giving me some. <laughs> well, and yeah. another thing I, I always tell people is 30 minutes of like mental stimulation for a dog is hours of physical stimulation because you have to understand taking your dog on a run every day, just like a human runner, they're going to get in better shape. Yeah, right. And all you're doing is getting them in better shape to have more energy. But that mental stimulation is really what gets them. Like, I'll sit there with my cattle dog and I'll just be like, sit, lay down, stay. And I'll walk away. And I'll back sit. And he'll sit from where he's at. And I'll back here. And I'll spin. And you just keep going over those things for 30 minutes. That's keeping them locked in. That's keeping them focused on one particular thing. Or taking them on a walk. And them understanding that they have to be right right here on your side. That's more in... I do think like I, all my dogs, I teach them manners. Because, especially because I show dogs... I don't care if there's other dogs around us. I don't care if a dog's coming up to you to sniff you. This is me and you. You're focused on us walking. Yeah. Focus on me or focus on right in front of us. I don't need you worrying about everybody else. Right. This is me and your time. And, but that keeps them, that that's, takes a lot for them to not, they're smelling smells. They're like, what's going on? Yeah. Other dogs? Like, yeah, and there's, there's like no fucking way you're outrunning that dog. Because, I mean, you take them on mile runs every day. I'd say three weeks, four weeks, 
They're ready for three miles. Yeah. And there's no fucking way you're going to keep up with it. You're not going to start, like, what? Like, after a year of running, like, even two miles. They're ready for a marathon. And there's... At a way faster pace than you're going. Right. You're going to be in a full sprint. And they're like, so... But those walks... I tried to outrun my last time Jefferson. Found out pretty quick. She's pretty fast. (laughs) But those those walks are almost way more stimulating than, than people... Who run now? I get it. If you run, you want your dog with you. That's fantastic. But those walks where you're like, like you get to a corner and you're like heel, like corner, right? Like so you don't fucking move off this corner until I release you. Like you can step off the edge and they're not gonna fucking move because you haven't told them to go. Yeah. Shit like that, like a 10, 15 minute walk is way better than that fucking run. Because it's it. They'll come right back in and be like, all right, I'm laying down. Like that was. That was some exercise. But you also got to figure out your dog. Like mine. If I put the harness on him, he knows we're out to fuck around, right? Like, he can do whatever he wants most of the time if he's just got the harness on him. And he will. He'll fucking... I'm the only one who can walk him with the harness on. Because he's a, he's a puller. He wants to do something. He thinks we're running, is what he thinks. Yeah. Well, but with the put, harness, it applies pressure to their chest. And so what they want to do is yeah. go against that. They're like, oh, okay, like, pull yeah. on it. And it's, it's one of those harnesses that, like, it doesn't hurt his chest at all. It's it's actually got a very firm like grip on it, but uh, but when I put that head halter on, he's right next to me. He doesn't pull. He doesn't do shit. Like he's just he knows that we're going on a walk, walk, and I can hand him to Antoinette and she can walk him, and she's like forty fucking pounds. Yeah. You know, like whereas if I handed her to fucking Andrea, if I handed him to Andrea with that harness on, he'll he knows who's got the harness. Yeah. He knows who's got the leash. He'll fucking yank her around. It's it's pretty funny. Well, yeah, and, like, so I use a lot of show leads, like, a slip, the slip collar, so they, like, they they sit high up on the neck. Uh, If you ever watch dogs play, they'll do a thing where they're, like, yeah, and that's them actually trying to control themselves and, like, bring down whatever they're doing. So, like, two dogs will be, like, play fighting, and you'll see them do it a lot. It's they're trying to bring themselves down. They're trying to, like, not take it to the next level. When you have a slip lead... Most people don't grasp hold of it because they're like, you watch people and they just choke the shit out of their dogs with it. Realistically, it's supposed to be on there. So I can always hold it with like two fingers and you just kind of give it like a little pull because it's supposed to jerk their head. It's supposed to simulate like, it's, it just gives them a quick shock. Um, but all my dogs are trained on that. My cattle dog, uh, on the other hand, when he has it on, he gets in a completely different zone. He's locked in, so like I could drop it, but he still thinks I'm holding on to it. Right. So he does everything, and so like I used to go on walks. Uh, obviously, when I was younger, and I lived at my mom's house. Uh, my little brother, four or five years old, he would walk him because he just my dog assumed that I was still holding on to the leash, and he we go all over the place and. I handled the bullies because they're just big. They don't know. They'll just bulldoze through people and they get too excited about a squirrel. I'm like, squirrel! Boom! Yeah. <laughs> Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, my little brother wouldn't have been able to handle that one. Because <laughs> that, that throws you off sometimes when they're not all the way trained and you're walking and they're like, squirrel! Boom! You're on your back. I, uh, it was like six months ago. I thought it was this genius idea. I was like, I got so many dogs. I'm gonna take them on runs with a skateboard. I don't skateboard. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get this straight. I'm not a skate. I, I could ride it. So I took my cattle dog. One of my older bullies. We're going flying. We're really getting it. 
We get up to this this T turn. I'm going right. My cow dog's going right. There's a dog to the left. My bully didn't go right. She <laughs> dead sprinted the other way, and both me and my cattle dog were in the air. Because <laughs> she's too strong. She kept pulling. <laughs> And skateboard went flying. I'm in the air. I land on my shoulder, dislocated my shoulder, landed on my hip. I'm in the middle of the road. Just, my cattle dog has also got the wind knocked out of him, and he's laying in the middle of the road. And he's like, And she walks up to us, like, What the fuck happened to you guys? Like, yeah. You guys good? And I'm like, Oh my god, I can't breathe. Like, just go sit down. Like, I want to strangle you right now. I, I carried. The skateboard the mile home and limping. <laughs> like, really looking forward to getting home then. Yeah, I was like, babe, I need help. <laughs> she goes, what's wrong? Oh, I'm injured. <laughs> it's it's bad. Right. Um, we used to go on hikes, and that was his main focus. So I'd put his harness on and I'd wrap it around my waist, and so he would just yank me up all these fucking hills. It was mm. wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Works out like, right. I just lean back a little, just put enough pressure to where I'm kind of just floating up this hill. Yeah, like this is good. fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah, he gets a little distracted, and now my fucking hips are broken. Because he's just turning <laughs> fucking yanked me that way. I'm like, ah! But, no, I think dogs are amazing. I yeah. think that um, it's all about having the right dog for you. Uh, figuring out... I think dogs want... People want dogs to fit like an image, but I think you should focus on getting a dog that fits your lifestyle. And um, if you don't get a dog that fits your lifestyle, I think you have to be willing to make adjustments. Um, American Bully for me was always something that was, uh, I think could fit a lot of people's lifestyle, whether you want to be an athlete or you want to be someone who sits on the couch. And I mean, my dogs actually watch my puppy, I have one puppy, her favorite thing is Shrek 2. You put that on, she don't, won't do anything she besides sit there. They love, I think they think they're like lions. They watch uh, My Planet a lot, and the lions come on, and they start making noises at them on the TV, and <laughs> yeah. one of them thinks he's like a walrus or something. The but they, they legit watch the TV. They all have their little favorite shows, and uh, they just kind of hang out, and... You'll go out there and they'll just all be sitting down in a row just watching it. Like, oh, yep. You guys aren't lions, nor would you be able to survive in the wild. Um, but yeah, sit there and pretend. You guys would probably have some digestive issues because you'd be eating dirt. And... Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm a... I love my, I love my animals. It gives me something to do. It, uh... But like I said, yeah, I have a hard time with being like a salesperson when it comes to them. I, you know, I, I'll tell people the price. If you don't want to pay it, we'll kick rocks, man. I'll keep my dogs. <laughs> I do it for myself. Uh, I would love, I would love to get all my animals into amazing, extraordinary homes. Um, but that's the most important thing to me. Uh, a lot of people breed, and you do get, you can get a lot of money. I mean, these dogs sell from anywhere between fifteen hundred to ten thousand dollars. I mean, if you get into XLs. They sell for fifty thousand, yeah. depending on. I mean, but they're impressive dogs because you're talking about a bigger dog. I mean, I had never seen dogs that went up to my hip and weighed one hundred and sixty-five pounds of like solid muscle. Yeah. Muscle, 
like that's impressive but i think that when you get into people need to do their research on all dogs and when you when you go buy a dog make sure your breeder's doing the, the little things i mean you don't want to have children you don't want to have elderly people get a dog that is not designed for them like and even though a dog's supposed to fit a certain because of what its breed is they don't always do that i mean there's people who are just breeding dogs for just their look my like i said my huge thing is just the temperament can my dog be a companion because at the end of the day i do breedings i produce 10 puppies one or two of those is going to go to a show home one or two of those is going to be super competitive and have to live up to the what I breed them for. Um, but the rest of them are going to have to be at people's houses. They're going to have to be... The relaxed family. Yeah, day. they're going to have to be with everyday Joe Schmoes who aren't traveling to go to dog shows and stuff like that. So I, that becomes my main objective is creating a dog that can fit into people's lifestyles. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of people think that people who breed dogs even to show don't understand that fact and that everybody is buying a show dog but at the same time like that's a really good mentality to have because how many of those dogs are even going to be show i'm going to say show worthy you know like have that temperament to be able to do a show is a lot different than being a companion so the rest of those are going to be in homes and a lot of people want these show quality dogs kind of to show them off just to their friends and family and shit like but if you get a show quality dog that's a fucking asshole i feel like that's gonna make your whole brand look bad yeah, yeah. and it's a big <clears throat> thing is like people I'll, I'll i'll advertise my dogs and people will ask me they'll i'll be like i always say like pet home or breeding rights most of my dogs will sell for just pet home which means at a certain point you got to get them fixed and we'll sign a contract to get that figured out not because like i um they're, the dog's not quality enough to get bred or anything like that. A lot of times it's because, like, one, these dogs is part of my name. It's part of what I do. If you go breed it to just some random dog and then they have mean, aggressive puppies and they attack somebody, that relates to the work I've done and the time I've put into my dogs. Um, so do you give paperwork with your shit, with your yeah, dogs? Yeah, my dogs all hire ABKC registered, so the American Bully Kennel Club. Uh, I They're also UKC, United Kennel Club. And uh, I show in a few other registries as well. Um, yeah, so they're all papered, and uh, you get the yeah, so they, it really would come back to you. It would come back to me. Yeah. It would be that I and so, but a lot of people don't grasp it. They're like, I'm not going to pay this money for a dog that's pet home, and it's like, well, you're paying for the work and the time other people put into this animal. The guarantee that you're going to get a good companion. Um, but a lot of people don't really get that. They, they're they used to getting their dogs from wherever, the pound, anywhere, just some random person. They're like, I paid 500 and I can do what I want with his nuts. And it's like... Yeah, but you have yeah. no fucking idea what that dog's about. Yeah, you don't know. No idea. You, so no many no idea why he's at the pound. Was he astray? Was he abused? Was he... You know, you have no fucking idea. Well, and that's commonly the biggest common misconception. Everyone thinks that all dogs that are from the main society and stuff were abused. Like... Right. You don't understand that maybe that dog's just, just a family and like, or it wasn't trained or I had a dog, a puppy. If you go like this, you raise your hand above her head or you picked up a box. I lived in, uh, I was staying at my mom's house and I was out in like this mechanical room. So a room like legit this size. 
And I was picking up some stuff from like a uh, over top thing like that there. And I picked the box up and I looked down and I'm like, where'd my puppy go? Like, wh where's she at? Like, and I couldn't find her. Well, there was a little stairwell in there. She went hiding under and she was shaking because I had the box over my head. From that point on, I couldn't lift anything. If you were to grab your wallet really fast and bring it towards her, boom, she's gone. Everyone thought I hit her. I never put my hands on that dog, not one time. But if she would have went to a shelter, yeah, they'd be like she was beat. Her last owner beat her. And then have that bad image. Then it would be that bad image. And then there's the other thing where it's like, people don't know like conditioning of dogs, what a healthy dog looks like, a healthy athletic dog versus yeah. like most people want to have their dogs massively overweight. Yeah, it's not cool. That's fucked up for the dog too. It can't live its best life. And They're people don't under understand they live such a short life. So like you get art, they get arthritis. They can't move. They, you start hearing hips pop and then it's just a miserable, like a lot of dogs, like they're miserable because they're not in their peak physical condition. They're, they're designed to survive. Like, and I mean, well, not all of them, but like, hunt for food and chase things and when you you're like oh i'm just gonna make him fat because he wants to eat as much as he wants to then you're like i don't understand why my dog's fat and grumpy that's its own form, <laughs> that's its own form of abuse absolutely you know, I, I hate that shit but that's the same thing like uh like titan everybody think uh, thinks like oh well what happened to his first owner i've had this dog since he was eight weeks dude like I, as soon as his balls dropped, he got fucking aggressive, like towards men, like and then like it surprised the shit out of me because he was super cool, and then one dude came over one time and he flipped the fuck out and like was screaming like screaming, it's barking and shit, right? And I didn't know what happened, and then it just kept happening over and over and over again, and it's uh it's taken years of training to get this dog to let anybody in the fucking house. Yeah. And it's it's been a long time. And then that that would be like if he were to go somewhere else, they'd be like, "Oh, well, his last owner, strong man, must have been beating the crap out of right. him." And you're like, "That was not the case. It's just who he is. Right. That's how is that's his personality." And don't get there, that there's shit. a lot of things like that where it's phenomenal to see in dogs characteristics that pass over from them never spending time with. It'd be like, "Wow, that puppy acts just like its dad." Well, it never met its dad. Never spent any time with it never oh, yeah. they the mom was bred to the dad and that was about as far as that relationship went but the puppies will do same things to where things like i have a dog bonita she collects rocks she picks them up and puts them in a pile <laughs> uh she never met her dad and i guess that's what her dad does he collects rocks or he and we have a pool in our backyard she'll put the rocks in the pool and then spend her time putting her head under the water to grab the rocks to put them outside the pool until she does it, and then she puts them back in the pool. Her dad does it. None of my other dogs do it. There's, that's not a trick I taught her or anything like that. I'm like, get the rock. Get the rock. Put it in the water. Take it out of the water. No. I talked to the breeder who owns her dad. She was like, yeah, that's what he does. He collects. He's a rock collector. Passed down. Yeah, and it's just a passed down trait. Well, that's, that's also, again, that's, that's like a whole other subject of like, <clears throat> dog breeders getting into it have no fucking idea what they're doing. You know, I, I again, I'm going to have more dogs, of course, but uh, I'll never get another even potentially aggressive breed again. I'm fucking sick of it. I had, 
a pit bull before that, again, as soon as she hit puberty, she started getting kind of aggressive. We moved houses, and she tried to kill my other dog because now it's new territory, and now they're fighting over it, right? Like, it doesn't understand. It was fucking insane. And then it turned out she she killed a full a full grown German Rottweiler, who was a very playful, kind German Rottweiler. Jumped over the fence into her yard, ripped its fucking throat out, brought like a, a raccoon the size of a fucking small dog, laid it on the on the coffee table. This is at my buddy's house because I couldn't I couldn't keep her with my other dog. Yeah. And so uh, so it's just like people want to complain and oh pit bulls get such a bad rap blah blah. blah. But they were bred for a certain reason. Yeah. So the, to say the, that the that's not a them... dog that wants to see, and that's the thing, a pit bull that attacks people is not really what the dog was designed. That means something along some lines. It was bred to something else, and that's not what it was for. Back in the day, they would just call them. Oh, you want to be aggressive to people? They were meant to be a dog. It's a pit dog. Is the dog is meant to go? Do its thing, be animal aggressive. That's why I would say like a lot of them are used for hog hunting and things like that now. They were animal aggressive, but they were designed to not be human aggressive whatsoever. Uh, but when a breeder doesn't know these things, they start mixing and matching a dog that does have the potential to be animal aggressive. It's like, I'm going to mix a Rottweiler with a pit bull. Now you have the gamest pit bull who now wants to attack people. It has the capability... And you have mental instability. Yeah, they can't control characteristics from that dog. And then, well, it, it just yeah. sucks because even Titan, he was he was a breeder, a bred dog too. But uh, even the guy, I've, I've had him uh, through puppy training. As soon as he got aggressive, he went through aggression training, like all this other shit. I put a lot of fucking money and time into this dog. And the, even the guy, it hurt to hear, but he's like, this is not a fucking show quality dog. Whoever the fuck's breeding these dogs... I would like their number to tell them to stop. And I'm like, first of all, fuck you. I love my dog. But second, like, you may have a point. Because <laughs> one thing, yeah. this might be a podcast. No, no, but I got to pee like a race oh, cool horse. Dude. Second door on the left when you get out of the garage. Yeah, I was like, um, yeah. you don't want to. We'll take an ad break right now. Ad break. <laughs> All you guys' sponsors. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. We'll try and wrap up here in like the next 30 minutes. I'm going to have to head out. and I have a coach's thing at like 11 o'clock. I'm going to pick up equipment and shit. I still need a whistle. Yeah, you still don't have a whistle. No, no. I, I just you got to get a fancy store. whistle, too. Maybe. Blow the whistle. That was what I thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. This is good. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe the Lord doesn't want this podcast done. Right? The Lord's like, no, Marcel. But I'm hoping this actually goes on there. This is pretty good. I like this a lot. Yeah, and I'm not like trying to. Oh. You know? No. I, I know no, you're getting I the get dog, it. and I'm excited for you guys to have a dog. I get it. I get it. I'm so I nervous. I just don't know what Chrissy is. Right. That, that's I, what I'm saying. I'm fucking nervous. Like, people who just get dogs just to get them, like. Don't understand it. Just because you had an amazing fucking dog doesn't mean this next one's going to be like that. Yeah, I know. that. That's what I'm thinking, too. Like, it's going to be a learning curve. Right. You're going to have right. to learn the personality of this dog. In that first right. year, man. That dog's going to eat all your kids' toys. Especially those, uh... We had a real hard time when Ants went and started playing kitchen. What are that little plastic that, food? That would help the puppy teeth is uh, freezing the dog toys or something. Mm -hmm. Having that cold. That's pretty good. 
I like that one. Um, I would say Kong, but like my dog eats him. He's got that fucking jaw. So he, he like, these toys that are supposed to last over a year are like guaranteed to last one day. And it's fucking in chunks all over the all over the fucking yard. Or my house. Son of a bitch. But like, so he doesn't attack uh, stuffed animals at all. But if I give him one that's his, son of a bitch. Five minutes. And that thing is just destroyed <laughs> all over the Come fucking on, man. house. <laughs> that's what it's for. Yeah. I don't care. But it was it's supposed to last you at least a couple days there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it coming last time we gave him one. <laughs> you person now. Watch your head. Psychotic strength. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Pee break is over. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, uh, so how'd you get into showing? I know you had like a buddy or something to, that brought you in there. What's like the rules of that? How's that go? So, um,. <clears throat> People kind of think that, like, uh, showing people take it really serious. Like, this is some people's whole livelihood. Uh, people get paid to be handlers. Uh, I've thought about it. Um, but me, I, I have this really hard time, like, thinking I'm a professional at anything. Like, I've been doing HVAC for eight, nine years. And, like, people ask me some questions sometimes. And I'm like, dude, I'm just a guy. And people are like, no, Marshall, like, you're really smart at this stuff. And I'm like, I guess. Like, it's just something I do um but so I got into it was I was really interested in breeding so I had spent uh, a lot of people I spend time with are like you're dude you're like a genius about pedigrees I've like studied everything about every dog in a pedigree because I want to know everything about it I want to know its flaws I want to know the good things the bad things and I met with a guy uh Zach Williams he's a owner of uh Thorn City Bullies he's a Theoretically, be actually considered a pretty big-time breeder here in the state of Washington. He's known throughout, pretty much throughout the country by a lot of breeders. Um, I met with him and uh, to use one of his dogs. We talked a lot. Uh, at first, it was just kind of like, a, you know, I paid him to use his dog, and it took a long time for me to actually use his dog. I uh, We just kind of built a relationship. He was someone I can call to talk to about dogs. Like, I have a lot of friends that I talk to about other stuff, like, I have friends I talk to about lifting. I have friends that I talk to about sports. Um, didn't really have a lot of friends I talked to about dogs, and so I'd call him about, all the time about dogs. And so we just keep going on and on about dogs. And he's like, hey, man, you should come out to a show. Uh, I came out. Uh, I was like, oh, man, this is cool. It was funny because the very first show I went to, uh, I was in Chehalis, went out there. Uh, I was like, man, this is pretty cool. Walked around to some of the booths because they do like a big convention style. So there's like booths everywhere. People sell their shirts. They have their like uh, ban big, huge banners they put up and they have their dogs and they have the ring in the middle and they're typically running two shows at once. And uh, kind of said I was there for a few hours, left. Didn't realize the dog show didn't even really start. Like, I was just there for two hours just walking around, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I can do this, and then, like, left, oh, shit. and it's a whole day events, like, eight hours, 12 hours that people are there showing dogs, and uh, finally, he talked me into staying for one and showing one of my dogs, which my first dogs aren't really show dogs. Like, they're American bullies, but, like, not the greatest example. Great, beautiful dogs, great temperaments, but... Uh, uh, a great example of what the dog should look like, what the goal is. Um, 
I got in, so he, he invited me to that. Uh, like I said, that was my moment of being like, I'm going to vomit everywhere. This is not going to be cool at all. And then you just kind of lock in. It's like me and my dog. This is what we do. We just, Let's do our thing. Yeah, we, me, and, me and my dog had a, a really good connection. One of the judges was like, you know, I can tell you haven't done this a lot. She's like, but you and your dog have like a beautiful connection with each other. Like, And then it just became, I'm super competitive and I'm, you know, one day I'm going to be the best. <laughs> But I take I, I taken a lot a lot of L's, but like it's one of those things. As long as you go in there and you know you and your dog did your thing, there's no you're not upset about it. I mean, I have my my current main show dog Picasso. I actually co-own him with Thorn City. Um, he's like our my, well, he's my pride and joy, and the, he's the most amazing dog ever, like temperament wise. If I brought him today, you guys, no one's ever seen him be like, he's, okay, he is the coolest dog. He just hangs out. He just be here hanging out, gets along with all dogs, respects his boundaries, does his own thing. Uh, he's the, the easiest dog to watch. Um, but he is a, the American Bully is a breed that is forever evolving because it's a dog made by the people. And when you, most dog breeds were made by groups small groups of people and or one person and with the american bully that was a breed that was made by the people and so it's forever changing it's people's image and they're like oh i want my dog to be more bully and so picasso what we get a lot of the time in the ring is judges will walk up to me after and they'll be like that is an amazing dog um he's extraordinary he should be a champion he doesn't win because he's a dog that they feel is behind in, like, they always tell me, well, if he would have, you'd have been showing him in 2018, he'd been a winner. But the breed is a forever evolving breed, so he doesn't, he's not bully enough. Don't get me wrong, he is a, he is bully, and you don't, no one's ever looked at him and been like, that dog's not impressive. Like, I get stopped, and people are like, can I get a picture with him? Like... Uh, just what they're aiming for now. A lot of judges, uh, he, and that's another thing is when you show, you show there's different registries because the judges are looking for different things. So like when you go, uh, there's a registry BRC, they just want bully dogs. It's not about the movement. It's not about, they want the dog that looks the most monstrous. And let me tell you, there are some monster dogs that walk in that ring that I'm like, okay, I see why you won. Um, my dog, I think might move better, might be more functional, but that's a bull. Like that dog just got a massive head, shoulders, just like, that's <laughs> impressive. Um, just walking around like a five foot two bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's pretty cool. But then like the UKC, they're all about form and function and how does that dog move? So you have this discrepancy between a lot of these uh, people who breed who people will choose to, ch to show under different registries based on how where their dogs excel. Right. So people who show UKC typically have more slender dogs who can run more, who have better hips, who are more athletic, but they're also not as bully when then you got like the BRC where it's more extreme. Those dogs actually might not be able to move that good. And you 
are buying a couch potato dog that looks really cool. Um, ABKC is really a, I, I feel, uh, it's the one of the very first registries. It's the first registry ever designed for the American Bully itself. Uh, that's how they were able to get into being a registered dog was they created their own kennel club. And that kennel club allowed them to get into like the UKC in 2013, which is United Kennel Club, which is, I believe is the second biggest kennel club outside of the AKC. And so they accepted them, which really pushed for them to be the, a real breed in 2013. Uh, but the American Bully Kennel Club was established in 2003. Um, Ten years. Yeah, and it takes a long time. And uh, right. do I ever think that they will be an AKC dog? Absolutely not. Really? No, there's too much division in the breed. There's too many people chasing their own image, their own. And when, until there's a time of absolute consistency, it can't be done. The, and the community, uh, the American Bully community is the average guy community. Uh, I think that a lot of things that happen in that community sometimes is a little bunch of grown ass kids. Yeah. Where dudes those. It's like I don't give a fuck if you like my dog. I like my dog. Yeah, and then yeah. you get people get in their emotions, and then certain things happen, and not things I'm proud of. There's been fights at dog shows. Oh goodness. And people are like, "Well, I'm a nice guy here, but in real life, I'd slap you." <laughs> And people get into it and stuff like that. But um, I do think that, like, outside of all the BS, I think it's a great community. I think I've met a lot of really good people. I've seen people, them run fundraisers for people that have had cancer. Um, where people will be like, well, I'll sell a stud credit for 2500 and all the money goes to you. And they'll raise $20,000 for somebody wow, who needs cool. help. And... Uh, it is a very giving community and I've met a lot of amazing people, but at the same time, like I said, it's just the, the average person. You get people from all walks of life. It was part of the reason I chose the dog was because like I looked at the German shepherd community and I looked at some of these communities and I was like, well, like not trying to say anything, but like I'm a young mixed guy and people look at me a certain way or my tattoos or that I smoked weed or did any of those things and they kind of want to put me into a box and I kind of chose a community where it's like you go to an American bully dog show and there's you have bikers you got Everybody your hood black me. guys you got your vatos you got like Everybody. but everyone comes together over dogs you right. will even see people with rival gangs who are like well I like your dog like can I use your dog then you get you get all sorts of people you get Guys who are bodybuilders, you get, and but we all come together over something we enjoy. It was like I remember at one dog show, I was talking to this guy, and my buddies were like, "Marcel, you know he's a racist." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? My boy ain't no racist. I, I hang out with him every dog show." And he's like, "Look at his tattoos. Look at his oh, tattoos." Shit. And I look over, and he has white power tattoos. And you stuff all over, and I never noticed. Oh my god! I, I I'm not like I'm not admiring some other. I'm not like oh, that is a tattoo. That like but a, we always like, just we always were always talking dogs, and he'd always ask me how I was doing, and like we all come from different walks of life, and we all come together over this dog. Uh, a lot of other communities are very 
you have some dogs that are very prissy. The people think they're better than other people. They're very snobby. And when you go to an American Bully show, it's not all just American Bullies. You have Frenchies there. You have other dogs. So, like, you do... Uh, Frenchie is very high-class breed. Those people show up, suits and ties. I try to dress up a little bit, get a little tie on, a little suspenders, looking pretty fancy. Um, but, no, those people take it very seriously, and they, they come out. And, but, I mean, their dogs sell on average, like... I think most Frenchies sell for a minimum of like $6,000. Frenchies are pretty popular. Yeah, and they're very popular dogs. They're little assholes, though. I don't care what nobody says. Those dogs are little dickheads. I feel like the smaller the dog, the bigger the dickhead. Yeah, like you they... Know, like chihuahuas? Mm-mm. I tell everybody when they got a chihuahua, oh, he's a little aggressive, but he's just a little dog. And I will fucking stomp this dog. And if I <laughs> yeah. Well, I that's the thing. If, if, and that's the thing about a lot of dogs. People don't... Based on the size of the dog, they say what is acceptable. Uh, Chihuahua is an anxious, aggressive, mean dog for the most part. Most people have been like, yeah, I've been bit by a Chihuahua before. But if any other dog acted that way, they'd be like, yeah, get rid of it. You got a, you got a dog that's a pit bull acted anything like a Chihuahua, yeah. and you're like, it's over. Nope. Yeah. German Shepherd acts like that. They're like, yeah, kill it. Yeah, it doesn't need to live, but it's over. we're accepted of it because like, it's a dog that like oh it bites you and you're like get off me, <laughs> go away. Yeah, like I told you to stop chewing on my shoe. Well, the thing for me is I I've been bit by real dogs before and like I've had both my hands bit through, and uh, I realized really quickly how fucking fragile we are, especially compared to these these fucking animals. They're animals, you know, like and they will fuck you up. Like, I got bit twice by the same dog. It was my fucking dog. And she was biting me to get me out of a fight. And yeah. so it was really just a just a, a bite and that's it. Yeah, just trying to communicate. Right. And so, like, it went right through my fucking hand. And then it went right through my other hand a different time. And these are separate, separate occasions. And uh, you really realize, like, what if she wanted to fuck me up? Like, like just to tear my whole fucking arm off? Like, nah, dude. So, if a dog comes after me, if your dog's going to bite me, I'm going to defend myself, like, real. Yeah. Like, for real. I'm not fucking with your dog, because it ain't fucking with me. It no. is not fucking with me. So, like, uh-uh. Like, if somebody's especially got a big dog, and it's, like, coming towards me, and I, if I have my family, I'll pull my knife out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love animals to death. But I will kill your fucking dog before it hurts oh, my and children. I told people yeah. that. I will... So, like, for my dogs, I don't have any issue. If I were to take my... Especially any of my dogs that show frequently or... Um, not saying, like, I value any of my dogs any more or less than other dogs. But, like, a show dog that gets damaged might not have a show career no more. And then for me to have so many dogs... Like, a lot of my dogs, there's... I eventually will work in programs when my dogs have done their job at my home... If I can put any dog into a better situation than I can give them, I would be more than willing to do that. Like, I have a few dogs that I've already decided. They, amazing dogs. Like, I have a one female, Balenciaga. I think she is, she doesn't get shown a lot. She's like our, our secret hidden away dog. She may possibly be one of the most amazing, most beautiful American boy females I've ever seen. When she's done producing for me, I 100% would put her into her own home because she doesn't actually like being around my, all my other dogs as much. And 
she wants a lot more one-on-one -on -one attention. She needs to be loving you. She just wants to be like live inside you. <laughs> and like she's just this beautiful dog. But when she's done, I give her the best life I can give her. And do I think I give her a better life than majority of people could? Absolutely. But if there was a better opportunity for her, where yeah. she would get more one-on-one -on -one attention, I absolutely would put her in that position. Yeah, I, I tend to tend to treat all animals. I, I try to give them the same respect I'd give any any person, you know. And I like that a lot that you'd be willing to kind of just give her a better life, even if it's not with you. you it, it would hurt, obviously, because I love I love yeah. all my animals and I want yeah. to keep them. But I am more than willing to give any of my animals if somebody can give them a better life. Why? Why would I? Right. Why would you hold I, them back from that? that yeah. Why would I? Right? Why would I do that? And uh, so that, I mean, that's another thing. Is like I just, but like I was saying, if somebody were I was walking a dog or something like that, and another dog were to attack it, oh, your dog's not making it through that no, interaction. Yeah, no it is my, way, yeah. me and my dog on your dog, like white on rice. I'm dropping. <laughs> 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 Yeah, elbows and throat. I'm going right for your dog's throat. Yeah, if you think if you think your dog can attack my dog, like we're both gonna kill yours. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's, getting, it's getting stomped. And you want right to fucking here. argue with me? We just fought your dog and killed it. I'll kill you too. Yeah, like, I'm playing no games. But it, it is hard too walking my dog. Everybody will, like cross the street. Yeah. You know, like he's he's not like crazy intimidating, but he's also looks like what he looks like, and oh, I gosh. get it. Like people. We go to the dog park, and they're like, you're going to let him off the leash? Yeah, he's very social. He's very cool with other dogs and other animals. He does not give two shits. You, don't touch him. You, you actually yeah, like, take he won't a few even, steps back. He wouldn't even let any other human being touch him at the dog park. He's there for the dogs anyways yeah. to get his exercise, but everybody's super concerned. I even had a... I was going to fight at the dog park because this dude had... Some of the most beautiful Tibetan Mastiffs I've ever seen in real life. Fucking beautiful. Huge motherfucking yeah, dogs. Huge. It was it was huge. Like it looked like if it stood up, it was twice the size of me. Yeah. And I was I was so surprised and I was awestruck. He had a male and a female. He's breeding them. So my dog goes up to sniff his his no. male. Oh, no, the male. Yeah. And it turned around and snapped at him. So my dog snapped back. And uh <laughs> I was like the guy's like, oh, get your fucking pit bull away from my dog. Whoa. And I'm like, like he's just trying to be friend, like, get to know your dog. What the fuck? And then later, so we're going around. It's like this big giant circle. And they get back together again. Because it's, it's an off-leash park. You can't really, mm -hmm. like, keep your dog right next to you the whole time. And that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to let him fucking have a little freedom. And uh, he gets near that dog again. And they're smelling each other. And then the dog tries to, like, jump on him to hump him. And so he really dog fucking minutes. went after that dog. He's not, he, he plays no games. So my dog will also run up in any dog and like chest bump him. Like, you need to understand who I am, bitch. Like, everywhere is my wear. You know, like this is, this is me. So that dog tried to hump him and he snapped at him and he's trying to go at him. So I grabbed my fucking dog and picked him up. And that dog starts coming towards us. And I was like, I'll kill your fucking dog. He's like, well, your dog's attacking mine. I said, how about I hump your fucking leg and see how you like <laughs> See if you don't get a little upset about it. 
Yeah, the you way know, you try like, to defend yourself, I beat the shit out of you because you're being aggressive towards me. Right. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, get your dog or I'll fucking kill it. Like, I don't give a shit. What it, oh, well, my dog's worth, uh, and it, how much is it going to be worth dead? Like, I swear to dog, I swear to God, that dog gets any closer <laughs> to me and I'll fucking like, kill it. Oh, it's worth that much? Oh, you should probably go get yeah, it. You should probably get a hold of your fucking dog. He did, and he got over there, and then we ended up just leaving because he caused this big, he's just shouting about, oh, there's an angry pit bull in here, blah, 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 but... Like, we were going there three times a week when we pick up my daughter. Everybody there knew me and my dog. Well, that and becomes the like, biggest issue is the stigma, like, behind the look. Because your dog isn't what he claimed it is. It's because of the look. Yeah. Right? They, they, they're putting a look. It's like saying any person, oh, like seeing any white person be like, oh, he a redneck. Right? And it's like, you literally are just classifying or saying, it's like people being like, oh, that's white people shit. Or that's, oh, black people do that. Or anything. It's You're putting it based on what somebody looks like, not what, and that's not fair. But that's how, like, society is for dogs like that is, like, immediately other people are going to take his side because they're like, oh, I've seen a herd of pit bulls on the internet one time. (laughs) They don't know. They don't, they're not looking at what what both dogs put into the situation. They're like, oh, well, we've heard about or... Somebody told me one time that these dogs do this, and they immediately blame your dog for that interaction. It's like I always I try to be careful with my dogs because, like, I know I have a bunch of them. They go outside and play with each other. My dogs aren't aggressive. My neighbor got this little tiny dog who sticks its tail through the fence, and my dogs lose their shit. They want to murder this thing. And I'm like, I, I'm always putting new boards up on my fence, and I'm like, I. And they don't, they don't call it in. Their dog will stick its head through the fence, and my dog's freaking out because they're like, kill the squirrel. It's <laughs> a squirrel. Let's get it. And they'll get in fights with each other because they get so amped up. And I go out there like, get inside. I look like I got these mean, aggressive dogs, but how do I have mean, aggressive dogs if they all like sleep together at night in a right. big dog pile? And it's because, yeah. And make it look, they look like big, aggressive dogs. Well, yeah, and if something happened, it would be my dog's fault, not the dog who, you know, started the whole sticks its tail through the fence and wags it. And then when my dogs run up, it pulls it back through and then it'll like paw them in the face. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, we had an incident. I'm out fishing at, uh, at fucking, that spot out in Washougal. It's like Sandbar or Sand Dune or whatever the fuck. We're out fishing and I have one of those twist, twist in leash leads or whatever. So he's twisted into sand, right? So I'm making sure to go over there and keep twisting it in. And uh, he's pretty fucking secure. People start getting there because we were there pretty early. And he's, like, barking at him, right? Like, just to kind of, like, say, like, fuck off, you know? Because we're kind of off to the side. Well, this this older guy, his wife, and they're, like, I want to say it was some sort of doodle were there, right? And they started, like, walking towards us. And I'm like, fuck. So now my dog's, like, fucking yanking on this thing in the sand. And I'm like, shit. Like, I throw down my my pole and everything. I go over there. It's too late. He ripped that fucking thing out of the ground. And he's running towards these people. So he goes around the lady to the dog. He wants to play with the dog. That's what he wants. So he ran around the lady to the dog. Well, that thing that was in the ground fucking smacked her in the leg hard because he was he's fast he's a fast fucking dog strong fast dog so he went around this way the dude's like 30 40 feet in front of his wife so when my dog came around and smacked her 
he comes running back, and now my dog's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what, why are you running at me? And so now he's barking at this dude. I went over there, got the dog. Like, he's not trying to attack nobody or nothing. He wanted to play with the dog. He calls the cops that my dog bit his wife. And, like, he's so hysterical about a pit bull just bit my wife. Oh. Like, she's there trying to tell him, like, he didn't bite me. Like, we're all trying to be, I'm like, I'm like begging this dude, like, don't call the fucking cops. They're going to take my dog. They're going to kill my dog over you overreacting over this. Like, I get it. I really apologize as a fucking dog owner. That was stupid. Like, I should have been on his fucking leash way before that. But, like, you're going to get my dog killed over you not even realizing what happened. And so the cop showed up and luckily he was super cool because his dog's a fucking asshole. And he's like, my dog will bite literally anybody who comes into my house. I have to, I have to kennel the dog in order to do it. He's like, it's its own lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah, but my dog, like, he just wanted to play with the dog. He, the lady got hit with the thing. And she explained the same thing. And, like, they weren't happy. But my dog got an official warning from the state of Washington, or from the city of Camas. Oh, really? Yeah. So he got, he got fucking, they took his license number and everything. And, like, and I'm like, fuck, like as an aggressive dog and I'm like dude he none of what he did was like trying to be aggressive like none of it he wanted to play with your dog and you got fucking whacked which is again my fault but like you're gonna kill my dog over this I was oh so yeah scared. it's it's ridiculous I have a one of my close buddies he uh one of his dogs got out he is an American bully she got out super sweet dog she ran up to two two people who were on like they're like, well, you know, those intense walkers. Yeah. And they were walking by the house, and well, the dog jumped on the wife, and well, the husband pulls out his gun and points at the dog, and starts yelling at my buddy. Like, is right there, and he's just coming out. Well, gets the dog, and he's like, "You got chill out. Like, she's a nice dog. Like, what are you right. doing? Like, you're acting like you're being crazy." Well, they call the police, tell the people that a dog ran out of a house and mauled the wife. And then the cops show up, and they didn't even stay. They left, and the cops were like, well, like, we can't do anything if they didn't stay around because they were lying. There was, nobody got mauled. Right. But he gets, he gets warned about it. Right. Because. And now he's got, like, his dog on a list of fucking potentially aggressive dogs. Yeah, now they're they're just like, oh, yeah. It's lame. That's so stupid. But people will say that about all types of dogs. They'll say, oh, yeah. So-and-so's dog got and killed some of my chickens. And you're like, literally, my dog doesn't even have an opportunity to do that. So, like, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was it was a fox that you don't believe me lives at. Lives <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Crazy. yeah, my dog walked into your backyard, opened the fence, did that, came back out, closed the fence, walked, like, <laughs> opened my front door again. Put your lock back on it. Like, yeah, he can't even jump over four feet. What are you fucking talking about? Two leagues. Yeah. Two leagues. <laughs> yeah, he, he masterfully picked the lock to your fence. And, yeah, I had a... I want to say three, four nights ago, driving home in this neighborhood, a fucking coyote ran across the street. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, yeah. you guys have a black lab size raccoon that lives around here. I don't know if you've really? seen it. No. He walks across the street. Right? Jesus. Oh. We, we, like, <laughs> that sucks because my mom lives down the street from here. I was driving and we seen it all, we used to see it all the time years ago, but you would think it was like a dog. Like, well, I went to pull over one time because I was like, oh, my God, somebody's dog. So I go to pull over. Motherfucker stands up and starts walking across the crosswalk. Just, like, went, went from all fours yeah, right. to, like, 
I'm like, oh, he is eating good out here. (laughs) We're just going to leave him alone. Like, you do whatever you do. Well, and that's the thing, coyotes, there's so many rabbits around here, like bunnies. Oh, they're they're living good, good, dude. Yeah, they're they're good to go. Because I don't know how many times I'll come home and there's like fucking three, four bunnies in my front yard. Like, just chilling. Like, I I guarantee those things are good. He looked like a dog from far away. Because you don't really see, like, kind of thick coyotes. Yeah. But he looked like he was doing living good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's either garbage or fucking bunnies or humans or babies. Well, I think they're coming more into, like, the suburban areas around here because you got so much development going on right. everywhere. So they're, like, all over the place. You see them all the time. Like, my dogs are scared of them because they're, like, the field by my house. You always hear them making all their noises out there. My dogs are like, yeah, no, we're done, Dad. Let us inside. Whatever those guys are, they're tripping. They're not like us. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of crazy, man. Yeah, you to think about that shit. I mean, I love the Northwest. I fucking love it. But, like, the fact that just our little walking parks are forest. You know, and you know there's a pack of fucking coyotes that live there. Like, they're not going to fuck with you because they're so used to humans, like, walking by. And, and they know that if, if like, we're not going to fuck with them, right? Yeah. So they just stay hidden. Well, it's like anything. Growing up, I didn't think about cougars and stuff like that going and, like, oh, me and my buddies are like, oh, we're going to go hiking and we're going to go on these crazy trails. And then you're like... I got get older and I'm like, wow, there was a cougar attack up there. I never even thought about it before. Like, it's like I've been there before. That's weird. Or like all of our rivers and stuff. Like people die every summer, like all the time. Jumping just, off the same bridges yeah, we were same, jumping off. Same like, bridges. Yeah. Same. You're like, oh, I went down those rapids a bunch of times, and like you go look at the body count. And there's like, wow, there's a lot of people who have died doing that. Yeah. Like it's ever, but we don't think about it because it's our own backyard. We're like bears. I ain't seen no damn bears. <laughs> but it's funny. Everyone knows the protocol up here for a bear. You get big and you scream and it'll go away. It's like, why do we have to know that? Like, there's enough bears around here to fucking deal with that shit. <laughs> and you see a cougar just like, it's time to pray. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it is. Yeah, if it sees you and you've seen it, yeah. It's, it's been too late. You. It's way too <laughs> late. It's yeah. been, been seeing you, you for yeah, a couple months. It knows there. you're there. I always imagine I want to be like that guy who was in like Colorado or whatever who killed the it attacked him and he killed him with his bare hands. I think that was here. That was the mm-hmm. Northwest. Oh well. You talking about the dude who knew like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and choked it to death? Yeah. Yeah. He got like messed up well, too. He got <laughs> fucked up. That thing like scratched his back and shit. He was like trying to protect his son, his eight year old. Yeah. And he's like, as soon as I saw it, he's like, I knew we were fucked. Like that thing had to be like chasing us for a while. And so, yeah, he, he literally got it in a headlock, wrapped his legs around it, and just fucking squeezed with all his life. Because, yeah. like, what? If he doesn't, he's dead. His yeah. kid's definitely dead. Yeah. Because that cougar's going to attack the kid first. Yeah. Right? Like, it's probably what it was after first. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't want the confrontation with him. I was like, I'll just pick off the kid and take it with me. Yeah. Can I have this? I'm hungry. Well, yeah. That's no, that... That's crazy, but I always picture myself someone who could fight a cougar. Right. Yeah. I, I tell everybody uh, when I turn 50, I'm going to fight a bear. And if I win, fuck yeah. If I don't, good. <laughs> Great. I don't want to live past 50 anyways. Fuck yeah, it. the odds makers actually weren't in my favor to begin with. So. Right. And I'm like 32 now, so I'm like, eh, maybe 60. Yeah. I'll fight the bear. Like, you see <laughs> me and a bear get life. into an altercation? Help the bear. Help the bear. <laughs> Give it a weapon. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to need it. Like, no, dude. I, I've seen uh, 
too many of those people like like I saw this video of this dude who just got attacked by a bear. He like it peeled his cap back. Like for real. Like it literally hit his fucking head. It looked like he got halfway scalped. And they're like, fuck it. And put it back on. <laughs> He's like literally like picking like he grabs his hair and it just peels back from his scalp. And luckily, the dude like was a was a severe outdoorsman, so he got the bear off of him. Um, he shot the fuck out of it, is what he did. It didn't. It still didn't die. Yeah, they say it actually makes it, it, it worse. It irritates now. them. They're right? Like, oh, you shot me. He shot. Beast. He like <laughs> unloaded a full mag of nine mil into this fucking bear. It still lived, but was irritated enough to leave him alone. And then uh, he goes home with a peeled cap and just fucking torn to shreds. But he had a. Um, in his bag, he had a bunch of um, bleed stopper, you know, and and like I guess he's just like like everywhere he's fucking bleeding, just shoving it in there, and just had enough blood to get back. They're like, if you weren't here in like ten fucking minutes at the hospital, you'd have been dead. Yeah. If you didn't, especially if you didn't put that shit all over you, like that's crazy. Yeah. But it was funny because he like he pulls his phone out right after the bear left, yeah. and he's like blood fucking. Ugh. Yeah. Heads bleed, bro. Anyways. Alright, let's wrap this shit up. I got a cry, quite a day. I know you guys got shit to do, too. Um, I feel like I got shit to do, but I always feel like I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anybody got a shout-out? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, let's uh, hear it. Ridge uh, Laviette, I think is how his name is. He's a wrestler for Nebraska. Okay. They got the big NCAA tournament going on right now, the big college wrestling tournament. He's a okay. 10 seed. And he made it all the way to the finals, so we'll see if he gets the championship bout tonight. Fuck yeah, man. That's good shit. And of course, I'm a little biased. I'm a Nebraska fan, so. Right. right. But it's pretty cool to see, like, a 10 seed or something because it's supposed to get destroyed. But. I love how fucking gung-ho Nebraska fans are <laughs> when your mascot's corn. <laughs> I just think that's so crazy. Like go crazy like, with the court. Yeah, we were like we got cougars and huskies and fucking like all these Trojans. Like we're corn. Yeah, we <laughs> you got know? The corn like, baby. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, how about you? You got one? I I don't I don't think that's I do okay. Other than you know we got the the Eddie Hall and right Thor. So maybe those guys for who are you calling for that? Show. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. I think I think Eddie's gonna lay into him. Yeah, that's what I think. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I guess you never know. The only thing, uh, I mean, Thor didn't have like the best opponents that he fought, right. but he's also had, has a little bit of experience, like being in front of a crowd. So, you know, maybe that's a factor. Who knows? I don't know. But right. and they obviously can draw from the strongman experience with that. And, but the strongest fuck. That's for damn. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. just be fun. To no just... one wants to catch one of those. <laughs> no, no, nobody. No. Uh, I think me and Marcel have been texting back and forth on like who we think's gonna. It's it's, it's gonna happen. I, I could see Eddie Hall just really laying into him. I could also see Thor. I just you know, think it's hard. High uh, disparity reach. punching upwards, you lose a lot of momentum, and Eddie throws his whole body every punch he throws, and he even talked about it. He came in, he's super heavy, but he's like, I've never heard a boxer say they wanted to weigh less, <laughs> but like. Boxers actually say it all the time right, because yeah. like it's a lot of stuff to be carried around, especially when you have a crowd around you. I mean, we've seen Thor, who's in great shape. He's tired after like forty-five seconds in the ring. Like, right. it's gonna be the same way for Eddie. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, 
Eddie kind of punches with his arms and stuff like that. So that's it's, the thing too. Eddie really hasn't released too much of his videos or any of that. Just well, yeah, and yeah. he he hits hard, but yeah. like there's not as much of the technique. Uh, but I think everybody, it's a puncher's chance. I mean, yeah. So what I was saying is, uh, if it's in the first two rounds, I think it's Eddie. But if it's anything after that, it's fucking Bjornsson. Uh, just because be. yeah. I, I just looking at Eddie, I think he's gonna come out just fucking winging shit. Just throwing haymakers, really just trying to land. Ass. If he lands any of those, it's over. But if I was Thor, I'd keep my distance, really just throw a couple. Like, I'd really just jab the fuck out of him the whole time. Should. Just make him more mad. Over him. Keep throwing those fucking big ones, Biggie. You know, like, keep going for it. Well, but even the biggest thing about that is dudes at that size, I used to spar with a guy who was like 280, but he was like 6'9". And so I had no reach at all. But when he just set his arm out there... It was like running into a brick wall. He'd be like, yeah. boom, and, mm, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, even those light punches, like, oh, yeah. they're still both human dudes. Like, they're not going to be able to absorb any more damage than anybody else, realistically. Well, one of my only yeah. things is I could see Eddie being in quite a few fights just as a human being. Whereas Bjornsson, I don't think, has ever fought anybody besides the ones he's done in the ring. Like, he just doesn't have that temperament to me. Of yeah. somebody who would would walk in there and want to just crush somebody. I got that same mindset. So right. I, I, I'm going with Eddie. I think Eddie's going to fuck him up, but if it makes it past round two, Eddie's He's gonna probably going to die if they make it past round two just, just from passing the fuck out. Because Bjornsson looks great, but he, he started as a fucking cross-country runner. Yeah. Like, that was his first competitive sport ever. I just feel like, I mean... And Eddie's also said in the thing, he's kind of been doing this his own way, while Thor has really taken on a lot of the whole concept of being a, a boxer, not yeah. not doing what he did in the past. And Eddie kind of has even admitted he kind of did does his own thing. like Because that's how he did strongman stuff. He kind of did his own thing. And if it worked, it worked. That's dumb. And that was the, been the thing. Like, that's why I'm not going to lose a bunch of weight, and I'm not going to do this. While Thor was like, I'm going to get trainers in. Right. I'm going to talk to the, all these amazing boxers. He's like, I completely changed up my body type, what I am, because he said he had no flexibility, so he was just kind of like this at first, but if you see him now, he's kind of, yeah. he, he wants to be a boxer now. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't really do strength training at all. I, wow. So, like, Thor kind of changed up his whole life for it, so it's, there's a lot of give and take with it. That argument probably is my opinion, to be honest. Right. What you're saying, I mean, that's, it, it, yeah. But like I said, I think when you're that course, big, I mean, anything yeah. lands. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I, Eddie's going to throw hard as fuck right out the gate. He's, he's going to try and crush Thor. But um, I don't see a lot of it landing. But again, puncher's chance, right? If anything lands, fucking anywhere, it's going to throw him down. Like, it's going to hurt. Whereas, because I really don't see Thor walking out there throwing hard. And then, I and see him keeping his distance, Thor, letting Eddie Thor be tired because he's got coaches too. Letting it loose yeah. too. That's what I would do. Like I mean, I, and I know that my coach has always told me he's like, most of the time, if you don't get knocked the fuck out on accident, the person who lasts the longest is usually a winner. Yeah. Right. The person who can go the distance does, and uh, it, it it speaks volumes having that cardio and conditioning and and the flexibility, like to throw a punch correctly. Is gonna hit ten times harder than that fucking haymaker yeah. that you throw. That well, and that's another thing. Downtown. I think Thor 
potentially is a way harder puncher because he knows how to punch, because he's been focused on how to generate power. It's, I'm a, I'm a really long dude. I was never really big when I was boxing. I was probably 150 pounds, but I punched really hard because I'm so long and I generate power from the lowest level. It's generating all the way up from right. my, my legs. It's coming through and I'm super long. So it's just, there's a lot of momentum behind it and you really get throwing. But Eddie is literally using every bit of strongman he's ever had to throw that big ass arm like. Right. No matter who you are, you get hit with that thing and it's not. It's so, like you've seen this guy, he hit the bag on his chest and he starts spitting blood up all over the place. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm never holding mitts for you. Yeah, I'd, I'd fight him. I don't give a fuck. I I'll told you, I put my money on you over Eddie. Yeah, dude. I, it it just don't get hit, just, please. <laughs> I want Eddie to win just because I love Eddie Hall. I love his uh, the way he is, just just how he lifts, how he does his shit. But if I were putting money on it, I'd go with Bjornsson. Because he, like, I didn't know he that Eddie didn't have coaches. That changes everything for me. Well, he does have a coach, but it's I, like very like for I, someone that has yeah, the kind of money he has, was, you would be hiring like the. the I'd hire everybody. Level. I thought but, he was training with some of the big UK boxers and stuff, or bringing maybe them into he's, his home. He's, he's like in the gym he, with them. He talks about it. And he talk. Oh, I've gone ten rounds with pro fighters, but he, ten rounds with pro? No, you didn't. That's a lie. A fucking featherweight would knock you the fuck out just by dodging the shit out of you. Well, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I just know that everything I've seen on Thor, he just takes it. He's just kind of converted his whole life into being a boxer, and nobody really even knows. They've seen videos of Eddie's coach, and they're like, I mean, he could be a decent boxing coach, but they're like, a lot of the things he like, that's when he punches, he's always like, and then like his his feet and his hand movements off, like, because he's just it's always just looping. It's all power, and that's why I said. Like, you're right. If he does hit him with any of those, because he's just trying to throw power, but he crosses his leg. So, like, he'll throw, and then he puts his leg behind because he's just trying to swing his whole body into it. So he'll step his leg behind, and you're like, it's a hard one. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be over really quickly, I think. Like, they're not making it past round three. I think they would both probably... Have a I think I think Thor is going for his head too after all these pressers and stuff. Right, but he's, I, I he's in his head a little bit. I know he is in his head a little bit, but with all those coaches, there's no fucking way they're gonna let him go out there and do that. There's no way. No. I mean, I get really fucking mad when I fight, and that was one of the things. Like your coach sees that. Yeah. So your coach is gonna be like, you need to chill the fuck out and watch for your opportunities, because I'll walk into a, a boxing match with my hands down, walking straight at people. Yeah. I want you to punch me in the fucking mouth a that's few times before I can swing. Yeah. yeah. But that's also its own technique, too, because I know the first couple punches you're throwing are to generate, like, to see your space. So they're not going to knock me the fuck out if you don't know my fighting style. Yeah. If you do, drop that bomb right from the get-go. You might get me, you know? But, like, I don't know, man. It's also very intimidating to have someone walk into your fist and just not really move. Because my neck is so fucking large, too. Like, if I just bury in, you're not turning my head. Because it, it can't. Like, yeah. there's there's meat in the way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you, you can't fucking... Got the shock absorbers. Right, that's yeah. what it's for. Anyways, we gotta, we gotta kill this. You got a shout-out real quick? I'll do two. Uh, like I said, uh, my boy Zach Williams, owner of Thorn City Bullies. Uh, amazing breeder, amazing person. Uh, that really got me into it. And then, uh, my cousin, Cameron Price, he, uh, is like my accountability 
and my uh, helps me through all my my athletic and sports stuff currently. Uh, he went to school for it. He's a strength and conditioning coach. He uh, works at Evergreen High School. He's a baseball coach over there. And uh, need anything? Hit him up. Really cool. Making really good plans. Uh, he's an everybody type person. I mean. There's some coaches who use strongman stuff. I mean, he helped my significant other. She was 102 pounds, and within four months, she weighed 127, changed her diet, and she put on a lot of weight and super nice. healthy. So uh, I say everybody should go check him out. Super easy to work with. Uh, good guy, really cares about people. So That's cool, man. I appreciate that. All right. Um, yeah, I'm just going to shout out Thor for probably pummeling Eddie later. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's my prediction on that one. Eddie he wants just, a rematch, though. So. He, he's, he's already ready for one. He's knocked out. Maybe he'll take it serious. 